It's more missed classes on the timetable for secondary students as teachers walk off the job again after overwhelmingly rejecting their latest pay offer. Members of the Post-Primary Teachers Association voted against the offer of three pay rises over two years, plus a $4,500 payment. The offer is almost identical to one accepted this week by primary teachers. The rejection means from Monday, industrial action will ramp up at high schools. PPTA members will refuse to teach two-year levels per day, except on Fridays, for the remaining three weeks of the school term. Now, we ask parents what they think about it. I mean, they've got a right to do whatever they can. And I know it's going to be tough for some parents, but we don't have a choice. I mean, like my wife, she's full-time mum at home. We won't have any problems with that. But there's other parents. I hope they understand as well. It is kind of sad to hear, just because kids will obviously be missing out on the education. Some parents can be like, oh, my kids can't be home. That's the downfall of it, I would say. For the teachers, good on them. We want to see the best for our children, right? And that's having quality teachers that are believing that they're doing the best for our children, but also themselves. So I support whatever they're they're going through. And I know it's going to impact us, but, yeah, I'm just looking at the long run. My son-in-law works full-time on sort of different hours, so he can't always pick up his daughters. I volunteer, of course, to help them both out. They don't want to leave their daughters at home, the ones that are affected by the strike. So they're different days. Wouldn't be so bad if they were both rolling strikes were on the same day. I just hate to imagine it for some families that don't have the support of uh, grandparents. And PPTA Te Wehingarua Acting President Chris Abercrombie joins us now. Um, Chris, parents there, they support you getting better conditions for teachers, but you're kind of hurting them with this. Oh, we absolutely understand the frustration that parents experience with us and students and, and, and teachers are frustrated by the situation. This isn't something we want to be doing, but we need to ensure that this subject specialist teaches in front of every uh, young person in New Zealand. And at the moment, that's not guaranteed. OK, so a few things there. Let's start off with the industrial action. Why are you still doing it when you're in bargaining? Um, unfortunately, it seems to be the only way the government listens to us is when we engage in industrial action. We hope, we're hopeful we don't have to. Um, the government could finish this all today if they chose to. Uh, but unfortunately, it seems to be the only way we listen to. How could they finish it today? What do they need to give you in order for that to happen? <laughs> Well, we have a number of key areas that our members have, dis- have, have identified and, um, you know, a cost of living increase is absolutely vital. Pay t- uh, teachers have not had a pay rise in two years at, by this point and, as you know, cost of living has increased significantly in that time. Um, we have issues around conditions, particularly around pastoral care and supporting our Māori teachers in our schools because as much longer Māori has become more important in our curriculum, um, the, the hard work that they're putting in needs to be recognised. I want some specifics, Chris, because it is reported that the deal your teachers are being offered is pretty much the same as the primary teachers, and they have accepted that offer. 4,500 lump sum, 6% pay rise um, this year, next July another 3% pay rise, and then another one in December next year as well. And classroom release times increased from 10 to 25 hours. Uh, What is missing from you specifically, please? What's missing for you? Well, one of the key things is that our teachers were not offered a classroom release time so the deal is not the same um, that's a significant increase for NZDI members and, and they, they, they voted as how they chose to but there's a number of areas, um, pay is still not meeting inflation um, so that would effectively be a pay cut for teachers in secondary and uh, so that's unacceptable to our members and it was unacceptable that they'd be asked to take an effective pay cut so those we're not pay technically rise asking numbers, for a pay rise 
Those pay rise numbers, Chris, is that what your teachers have been offered? 6% rise in June, 3% in July of next year, and between 1.8 and 6.5% in December next year too. Are those the figures your teachers are being offered? Uh, I think the first two, that last one didn't make sense. It doesn't match our, our, our numbers, the 6.1, so did you say? What are you being offered as the third increment? Uh, between one point, uh, I think you've got your numbers wrong. Um, the, um, the third increment was, I think, one between 1.8 and 3.2. Okay. So I think you've got your, your numbers wrong on right. that. So uh, what would those have to increase to in order to be acceptable? <laughs> Well, we know the the CPI was running at uh, 7.2, 6.3, and then 3.4 over the time period we're looking at, um, and so that's one of the key areas. Um, if we least our members get that, there's effectively a pay cut. And but there's other areas as, we, as we've identified. It's not just pay, as you mentioned, um, uh, in other areas of, of the settlement friends at EI, but we've got our specific areas around pastoral care, um, Maslunga Mali, and those kind of areas there. And is there a sticking point around um, release hours from the classroom? Absolutely not. It wasn't part of our our claim, but to say that that we were offered the same is incorrect. So why rolling strikes? Because they're really disruptive, and that is what the parents have said, particularly if you have school, school kids in different years. Why are you doing that? Um, it's, number one, they're not called rolling strikes; they're rostering home. Those are two different things. Um, so it's just, it's an it's a way that we can manage disruption, so it's not total disruption, um, and and that so teachers can still be in schools and but they're still engage in an industrial action to force the government to listen to us. So you're not teaching the kids, right? So they're not getting on they're certain not getting days on. Time. On certain days of the week, but it'll be less disruptive than, say, a, a one-day strike, a one-day full strike, for instance, because some students will still be in school being taught. How many days have school kids missed at high school this year due to industrial action? Um, so there's been three uh, full-day uh, strikes and some a number of rostering home days um, from the uh, week two of term two. Um, so that that's 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 around the answer there. I couldn't give you an exact figure off my head, but th- okay. at least three three days due to full-day strikes. What do you think that's doing to their mental health, their stress, and their academic achievement? Well, what's more of a uh, concern for the academic achievement is not having subject specialist teachers. It's not, or not a zero-sum game, subjects though, being is it, Chris? It's not a zero-sum game. They could still be in the class learning and you could still be battling to get those specialist subject teachers. So if you, well, you, you mentioned it's question, not a zero-sum game. What effect do you think you it is having on those students? You mentioned it's a zero-sum game, but there is, it is a zero-sum game in some schools because there are some schools where subjects are not being run because they cannot find a teacher. So it is absolutely a zero-sum game in some aspects, and that's what we're fighting against. So to ensure that young people have a teacher, not just a subject specialist teacher in some cases, but a teacher. And so that's what we're fighting for here. So you've had seven days of striking, I'm told, this term. Um, if, if, that's, if that's what you believe the numbers, I don't have that off the top of my head. Is that helpful to students? I, I don't. I, I think any disruption is not helpful to students. And as I said, the government could finish this today. We've been in negotiations for over a, almost a year at this point. And we could absolutely finish this today if the government chose to. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That is Chris Abercrombie, who's the acting president for the PPTA.